Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Again, just a happy Mother's Day from me to all the mums out there. And uh, who loves the person that they're sitting next to? Just give me a wave if you love the person you're sitting next to. So good. Well, great to be connecting with our other campuses, whether you're at a local today or online. Such a privilege on Mother's Day to be bringing the message with Pastor Missy and Pastor Amanda. My name is Tashinga Chenyao, but you can call me TC. And uh, yeah, that's what most people call me. And uh, just wanted to, yeah, just uh, say good Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day, Pastor Missy, Pastor Amanda. Now... Missy, yourself, you've been in church, I think, from day dot, and I think it's really cool getting to see uh, your kids just running around church as well, and maybe let us know how many kids do you have, and how old are they? I need to remember now. Okay, I've got a four-year-old, and then I have a seven-year-old, and then I have an eight-year-old. Brilliant. And uh, do you have a favorite? Oh. I have one that, that is the most like me <laughs> that I understand the most. Okay. We'll say that. But no names. Oh, Bella, 100%. <laughs> She's like a little terror, but I'm like, mm, yeah, that's my fault. So. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Amanda, you and Pastor Scott have been pastoring here at Life for over 16 years, and um, I'm appreciative of you because you're a staff pastor as well, and staff pastors, and um, you also have three kids, and one turned 21 not too long ago. I know, 21. Who can believe it? Because I look so young. <laughs> uh, we've got three amazing kids, well, kind of two adults, one kid nowadays. We've got a 21-year-old, an 18-year-old, and then an 11-year-old, so it's lots of fun. Now, I do want to know, obviously, Mother's Day, it's, you know, gifts and treats and all that sort of stuff. Anybody get anything special today? Still to come. It's a long day. Not yet. <laughs> Mother's Day. <laughs> Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what about you, Amanda? Oh, I actually got some things last night. Oh. Because we celebrated last night. Today was going to be a bit busy, so... Yeah, we jumped the gun. That's pretty special. <laughs> now, when it comes to Mother's Day, I think there's a lot of mothers, whether you're in one of our campuses online, and let's say sometimes gifts are creative when it comes to Mother's Day. And so I want to know from you, what's, I guess, maybe a memorable gift, memorable gift that you have received uh, over the years or maybe this year that, um, that you would like to share? Well, my mom flew in from Canada I haven't seen her in two and a half years. So that was very special this Mother's Day. That one probably takes the cake. But I have, yeah, I've definitely got some interesting gifts. Um, Luke once got me a fluffy bathrobe. Is that what we call it here? Like yep. for your house. But it, it was not really my color. And I have a sneaky suspicion because he is Dutch and he yeah. loves to save money that maybe he got the on sale one. No, not Pastor Luke. Not no, Pastor Luke, no, right? Pastor Luke, nah, yeah, and then not. the other thing I got, which was this time, which is just glorious. You know you're raising fantastic children when this is the card they get you for Mother's Day. <laughs> not one with hearts, not one with loves, but no, a llama with googly eyes. So, so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm raising winners here. And yourself, Amanda? Um, I've had some, some really amazing Mother's Day gifts, but I'd just like to share a little tip 
um, with all you uh, ladies out there. What you need to do is you need to have little hints along the way, like maybe on Friday I was in the chemist, I was with my eldest daughter, Micah, and I, and I said to her, now, has dad been organized for Sunday and does he have a gift for me? Because there's a beautiful perfume right there, maybe you should buy it. And she did, it was great, it was great. So. Just need to help them out a little bit. Well done, Amanda. Um, now also, look, I, I need to enlist your guys' help, okay? And I'm sure this might be helpful to some other guys out there, you know. Not only is there Mother's Day gifts, there's an anniversary that comes up, there will be birthdays and stuff, and I just wanna run some gift ideas past you. And so all I need you to do is say yay or nay. So it's like gift yay or nay, you know? So, so that I can, you know, get better at my gift giving, you know? All right, so just let me know what you think. I'm thinking, uh, number one, uh, an, iron, an ironing board? Absolutely not. <laughs> nay, okay, nay. Nay. Uh, vacuum cleaner? Yes, yes, okay. as long as it's a Dyson. Amen. <laughs> That's a bit pricey, but out of my price range, I'll be honest. All right, what about air fryer? No. No, okay. I don't uh, know what that is. Yeah, oh, you don't, okay, nah, we'll move on then. Rice cooker. Amen, always. All about the rice cooker? Rice feeds your kids. I am always quick dinner, rice, amen. All right, I'm all about it. Amanda, how do you feel about the rice cooker? No, we don't really eat a lot of rice, no. Okay, that's good. Uh, personal favorite, bathroom scale. Absolutely not, never, <laughs> ever. You are in trouble for that one. <laughs> well, looks like I'm gonna have to keep a few receipts and uh, take a few things back. <laughs> you know, today we wanna just have a bit of a discussion around legacy. And if you're looking for, I guess, a bit of a message title, uh, we're talking about living a legacy with eternal impact. Because whether you walked in today and legacy is something that you've thought about or it's never crossed your mind, each and every single one of us, uh, through the decisions that we make in our everyday life, are creating and living a legacy. Right. We're gonna go to God's word today as we start and we're gonna read from Luke 18, verses 18 to 25. That's Luke 18, verse 18 to 25. And it says this. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. Verse 20. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. Verse 21. Young man says, all these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Verse 24. So, verse 23. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. You know, I truly believe that God wants us to think generationally. He wants us to live our lives in such a way that it sets up the next generation to go further than we've ever gone before and to stand on our shoulders. I also believe that I think as a young Christian, I would read a scripture like that and think that I had to live a life 
where I sold all my possessions and lived on the bare minimum. But as I grew to understand this scripture, I think Jesus is not attacking the young man's possessions, but rather asking a question as to the state of his heart. Because when it comes to building a legacy, it's not about our status, it's not about how much money we've got in the bank account or the house we own, but rather it's about who we are. Jesus wants us to consider who we are and how we live and the decisions and the choices we make because that affects the kind of legacy that we're building. God is always inviting each and every single one of us to build a legacy with eternal impact. And Missy and Amanda, I know that, you know, you've had a, a solid foundation and an inheritance in terms of how you were set up. But I'm sure along the way, you would have had to make decisions and choices as to how you would set yourself up in the legacy that you want to live. Yeah. Maybe starting with you, Missy, what has that journey looked like for you? Yeah, I grew up in a really solid foundation home. I'm very thankful for the legacy that I got to inherit. But I think the cool thing about legacy is, is that it's not for us. You know, yes, there's a part of it. But we do, we choose to have a legacy for the next generation or the people that are coming after you. It's really important to keep that in the forefront. This is not a selfish thing, but this is something that we get to give out to others. And that's why we look at Jesus. He put himself on a cross for us, his legacy for us. And I think that's really important. You know, I made some poor decisions as a teenager that, contrary to my legacy that I had naturally inherited, I had to then, I had to work on my trust with those people again. I had to choose to get healthy and start to rewrite the legacy because the legacy that I had been writing was not what God had intended for me. So I think it's really important to remember that our legacy is not for us. It's for those who are coming after us. And that's what the internal, eternal perspective is, that we want to make sure that what we leave behind, we, it's from our growth. It's from things that we've had to learn. And we can say, don't do it the hard way. Let me help you. Let me give something to you. And you can take and, and bring it into your own life and um, go further than what I have. I think that's so important. The other thing I'd say is to look, there was definitely some things that I wanted to have said about my life that I, I knew maybe from poor decisions as a teenager that necessarily weren't going to be said about my life. And I had to make a conscious decision to say, okay, I'm going to work on these things. This is what I want. I want joy to p- be put on my yeah. tombstone. I want encouragement. I want faith. I want prayer. So some of these things I had to take for myself, knowing I wasn't where I wanted to be, even though it's a lifelong journey. It wasn't where I wanted to be, and I wanted those things to be said over my life. And yourself, Amanda, what's that journey look like for you? Yeah, I, I grew up in an incredible home, a real uh, Christ-centered home. So it was a, I count that a real privilege to have that, that foundation of faith in my life and an incredible loving parents. Uh, however, when I left that environment and when I went out into the world for myself, away from the people who knew me, away from people that I knew, I discovered I was an incredibly insecure person like seriously insecure. I really struggled with comparison. I would look at other people and I would think, why can't I be like that person? I'm quite a quiet person naturally. And I would see that as a negative thing. And I'd I'd say, God, why can't I be a confident, loud, boisterous person like my husband is? Uh, (laughs) 
Um, and so I really struggled with understanding who I was and seeing value in who I was. And there's a scripture and it says, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, and with all your love, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I realized that until I could learn to love myself for who God had created me to be, then I couldn't love other people. And I, and I made a line in the sand and decided that I needed to bring change in my life because I wanted to live a life um, that where I was found in him. Um, this might sound a little unusual, but you know when you, someone might say to you, oh, I see a little bit of Jesus in you. Uh, I decided in my, in my youngness, in my younger years, I don't want to have just a little bit of Jesus in me. I wanted people to look at my life and I wanted them to see all of Jesus and a little bit of Amanda. Um, so I, it's been a real journey uh, because I want to live uh, the legacy of being a confident, strong um, woman who is found in him. And you know, Amanda, I just want to say, I think there'll be many of us where if we've benefited from times when you've led worship and we would never have even known that insecurity has been a part of your journey because when you are walking in your God call and bringing encouragement and hope to others, you're unlocking something in them. And, you know, I see your kids and the confidence that they walk in and you can tell that it has been through that place of living in Him that you are living a legacy now that others are benefiting from. And so, yeah, I just want to honor you for that as well. I think, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. And, um, you know, Missy, you mentioned that on your tombstone, you know, you've got all these things that you aspired would be written on there because you were going to be intentional about how you lived your legacy and how you lived your life. Is there anything that you had to really be intentional about actually bringing into your life that wasn't maybe something that came naturally that you've seen shape your life in a very different way from that moment on? Awesome. Yeah, God's really gracious with the people he brings into our lives. And one of the people that he brought into my life is Pastor Marie, um, who happens to be my mother-in-law. I married her eldest son, and I was very thankful. And one thing I noticed when I moved here at the young age of 18 was that she had the power of encouragement. It was not just something that she took lightly, but it was something she owned. She was encouragement, and she was going to encourage you whether you decided that you needed encouragement or not, whether you felt like maybe um, you couldn't encourage yourself, she would step in the gap for that. And I just thought that was so powerful. And I wanted to be able to walk into a place, supermarket or a diet situation at a hospital, whatever it was. I wanted to be someone who could speak encouragement into those situations. Whether I'm sitting with a friend and then I can recognize the Holy Spirit says something to me, come on, it's time to encourage Missy. So I think it's really important that we recognize who's around us. God definitely brought her into my life. It was contagious. I wanted to make someone smile and make their, their face light up. Of course I wanted to, but that took a daily decision and I've watched her throughout the years, whether it's walking on the beach and she sees someone or it's in a supermarket or whatever it is, she is daily an encourager and I think that's so, so powerful. I can't say this is the most natural state for me. People say, you don't look nervous. I am very nervous, freaking out always on stage. 
But one thing um, that I've been able to rest on was the story of Moses. You know, even though Moses was timid, whether he had natural fear, he let God supernaturally lead him. And it says this verse in Exodus 4. Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight and makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you and I will teach you what to say. I love that. He teaches us. It's not something we're born with, but we have to learn it. We got to sometimes put in the work. Is that good? That's brilliant. (laughs) That is awesome. Um, You know, on this journey of encouragement, I I guess there's a bit of vulnerability. (laughs) I need to share a bit of a story where I think it was a couple of summers ago, and I'm married to a wonderful lady. Her name is Jo, and some would say she's a little bit fairer than me, um, maybe a lot <laughs> fairer than me. Uh, but it, the sun had been a bit harsh on her, and um, she'd got a few freckles on her shoulder, and I turned to her, and I don't really know what I was thinking, and I looked at them, and I was like, oh, babe, you look like a cow. So I think I need a little bit of coaching and a little bit of help. And uh, Amanda, what would you say are some practical tips to encouragement for well, people like me you need who are still on the journey? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's a big one, TC. He needs lots of prayer, everyone. Um, I find encouragement relatively easy as long as I'm in my secure self. Because when you're being insecure, you are only thinking about yourself. And so there's no headspace to ever think about other people and think about sharing something encouraging to them. So there's a few things that I think about on a daily basis that I need to do to keep myself in the zone where I can be an encouragement to others. Uh, So some of the things are, I pray every morning. I pray every morning that I would be a carrier of His presence that I would um, be open to the Holy Spirit's leading and to his guiding and that he would lead me across the path of the right people and that I would say the right words. Because encouragement is, is not necessarily something deep. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm a very deep person, actually, to be truth, <laughs> truth be told. But it's just saying something nice, something that is just uplifting to someone else. It's actually a really easy thing to do. Uh, I need to not have tunnel vision, This is a big one for me because I can get really focused when I'm doing a task. I think of when I drop in the kids to school, uh, you're walking along the street and you're thinking about everything that you have to do for the day. And when I'm doing that and I've got tunnel vision, I don't notice the people who are beside me. I don't notice the other mums. And oftentimes they need an encouraging word, Um, just, you know, a smile, just a sense that's going to help them on their day. Um, I need to not become too familiar with those who are closest to me. Uh, I find this one really important. (laughs) You know, we we get really close with our husband and our kids, and we see all of their faults as well as their good points. And sometimes we forget about the good points because we become overwhelmed. Well, see the other side. (laughs) Of course, my husband doesn't have another side. He's always amazing. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So we just you just have to remember to encourage your family first. They need it more than anyone else. Um, and then I make a time on a daily basis to stop and think and pray for people, especially those that um, that I'm 
I'm looking after that I had the opportunity to speak into their world. And then when I'm in that moment, if I think of something, then I will text those people in that moment. Don't, don't ever wait. Just do something practical in that moment. Yeah. I love that. One thing I did practically was I got in a group. Um, a lot of us probably don't realize it, but legacies are not built on our own. They take a village, right? Yeah. So many people can speak life into you and encourage you. And if you put yourself in a position where that can happen, it's super, super amazing and powerful with what the Holy Spirit wants to work through people. So maybe the first step today is just signing up for a group and saying, hey, God, I'm going to put myself in a position to, to create a better legacy for myself or have people speak into me. I think that is a really powerful and really practical way to help your legacy. You know, one thing, you know, and whether you're just going, maybe I, I haven't really thought about this legacy thing or, you know, I've never had somebody speak encouragement into my life. I want to encourage you today that encouragement has the potential to unlock legacy, a, a legacy of eternal impact. And you could start today. Today could be the day where you make a decision. It's like, I'm going to be an encourager or to surround yourself with people that can bring that level of encouragement into your life. And, you know, when we talk about encouragement, it's, it's, it's literally pouring courage into someone else. It's, and, and, you know, maybe, Amanda, you can speak to this. How do you find the courage within yourself to then in turn pour courage into others? What's the source, you know? And obviously, it seems like a bit of an easy, you know, answer. But, yeah, what, what is it for you? It's nothing more yeah. or less than Jesus. I need Jesus. I need him every moment of every day, and I need him every day afresh and anew to be filled up. Um, I had the, the honor of being, like I said, being brought up in a Christian home, and my dad modeled to me every morning, 6 o'clock, his alarm would go off, and he was, he was up praying. And that's something that I took on board as a, as an, in my early teens and just began to make that part of my routine, and that is what has sustained me. And I'm not perfect by any means. There's days or there's seasons where I let that lapse, and I notice it hugely because I'm not enough, but Christ is enough in me. Yeah, so it's Jesus. We've got to have more of Jesus. You know, I was uh, reading from Joshua this week, and three times God says to Joshua in Joshua 1, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. I have commanded you, be strong and courageous. Little backstory, children of Israel are about to take over their inheritance, their legacy, what was promised to them and cross over into the promised land, a journey that took longer than it should have, was harder than they thought it would be. And God the greatest encourager takes a moment to speak courage into Joshua. I believe right now in your campus, right now online in that local, here in this room, God wants to speak courage into people's lives. Yeah, maybe the past couple of years have been tough and you feel like your legacy has been derailed or you're sitting in this room online in the campus and you're going... I didn't get the best setup. Let me tell you this. There is a God that wants to speak courage for you to get up, to make the choices and the decisions you make to build a legacy 
of eternal impact. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.